Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Curzon Film Podcast. I'm Helen Seymour and I'm joined by Jenna Holt. Hiya. And Danny Verrick-Tanady. Hello. How are you doing, guys? Pretty good, thanks. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Danny? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good. Uh, this week we are discussing Thomas Winterberg's The Commune. Winterberg, probably best known for uh, Far From the Madding Crowd, uh, Submarino, The Hunt, and Festin, which was the first film in the Dogma 95. I don't know much about that. You know a little more, Danny. Uh, yes, yeah, so Festin was um, released in 1998, I believe. And uh, it was the first film uh, that um, Th- Thomas and the rest of the Dogma 95 directors and producers uh, made. Um, the Dogma 95 was a movement that they started, and it was basically about making films um, with a simplicity of te- uh, technical mm-hmm. um, and um, like less lighting and uh, not much editing and just characters and uh, development of them basically nice so what is about like plot and character study rather than style and flashiness yes okay cool yeah. that sounds great uh, do you think there's some overlaps with the commune uh, I think so. I mean, Festin was um, all about family relationships and how um, when they they got together, that kind of broke them apart. Mm-hmm. And I thought in the commune, obviously, they're not um, the characters in the commune are not related, but they're still kind of like a family. Yeah. And we see how they bond together and also fall apart at certain points. Certainly, yeah. Uh, so, Winterberg's uh, uh, most recent offering takes a look at life in the commune and the idea that everyone together can mean we all fall apart. Uh, so, this film is actually based on Winterberg's screenplay of the same title, inspired by his childhood experience of living in a commune. So, guys, my question is, mm-hmm. if you could live in a commune with anyone from the film world, who would you pick? That's tough. I don't know. I think... Like, my instinct is to go for, like, a bunch of, like, young actors because I feel like uh, we would have a great time. Thinking fun. Yeah. But I think I'm not going to move in without Judy Dench. Because, uh, like, hear me How out. How would you get that? Okay, go. Okay, because <laughs> I feel like someone needs to take control of the ship and no one would do that better than Judy. I also think she's got some, like, mad cooking skills up her sleeve. And also I feel like she'd just be there for me whenever I needed her. And so that's why Judy's my number one. How would you get Dench on board? 
I tell her that like violence was coming <laughs> and send some emails around. I think she'd turn up. You do it mainly by email? Well, I'm hoping that Jeannie's on her emails. I think she would be. Has she got email? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Call out there. Has Judy Dench got an email address? <laughs> I've got a proposal. Danny, what about you? Um, I think I would go for a director. Um, you, can, you can have more than one because it's a commune. Yeah. But go. I think I would go for Wes Anderson. Yeah, nice. And for the decorating. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Helen? Well, I've come up with a whole list because I knew this question. <laughs> <laughs> Helen's commune, go. Emma Thompson. Yes. Stuart Little. <laughs> oh, great. The Mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shane Meadows. Mm-hmm. This is England director. Yeah. Steve Carell for The Laughs. Garth Jennings, who did Son of Rambo. Penelope Wilton. Jessica Hines. Who Wait, was, was Penelope Wilton the one that was in the BFG? Yeah, she was oh, the queen. Oh, interesting. I love Would you her. get her to be the queen? No. Okay. She could just be herself. <laughs> uh, Jessica Hines, who uh, does lots of comedy stuff. She was a Vaughn in Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not a film, but um, in 2012, she's like the marketing lady. Oh, yes, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Emma Watson, because I've got love for Watson. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board with her. And also the bear from the animated short the bear <laughs> and how are you getting all of these guys together um email no <laughs> i would um have a party and invite them all and then lock the doors yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect okay so the main cast are uh treen de Holm. i'm really sorry by the way i'm gonna pronounce everyone's names wrong but she plays anna and Ulrich Thompson plays Eric. So they're the main two that we first meet, as well as their daughter, uh, Freya. Uh, what did you think of them um, in the beginning of the film in terms of their relationship? You could tell it was strained, I think. They looked like they'd been together for a long time and you know, it wasn't quite what it used to be. I don't think I was necessarily expecting the relationship to go the way that it did go. What about you? Um, I liked them together. Mm-hmm. I thought... Uh, I didn't really think it was... Th- that strained. I thought they were like stressed. But yeah, stressed thought, with life. I thought they were quite strong, actually. That's what I thought. Yeah. They seemed really lovely with each other, and then suddenly they decided that they're not. Yeah. And you know, they were. Um, they obviously had differences of opinion about the house, which, by the way, is kind of, so. They so when the film begins, they they've been left with this big house because mm-hmm. um, one of his relatives had died um, and they have to decide whether they're going to take it or not. Um, and that's like the beginning of a horror movie, right? Most definitely. Yeah, you can tell things are going to go wrong from that yeah, on. Like to be, that's kind of a trope. Yeah. Um, but, and so obviously they have some differences in opinion. Eric doesn't want to uh, have the house. Mm-hmm. Anna does. And she... Well, she Freya. comes up with this like idea for the commune really quickly and easily. I don't think it would be like my first natural choice. Like... Oh, I wonder what I'll do. I feel um, apparently in the seventies that was a big thing. But the commune, yeah. Line. yeah. Okay, so it might have been more in like the the kind of peripheral. Yeah. Yeah. All right, makes more sense. I think she had had that plan in her head for a while. Though. Do you reckon? Yeah. Because I thought for for the beginning, because the first person they get in is Ole. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I thought she fancied him. I thought that's why. I thought she was having an affair with him. Although that's not the case, but that was my theory to begin with for the start of the film. I know, didn't they get? Oh, I thought that too, actually. Yeah. Because they were friends beforehand and Mm -hmm. she really wanted to live with him. 
that, that the, the good thing about this film is I think that you can come up with loads of theories the whole way through as to where it's going to go because obviously I don't think you ever put a big group of adults in a house together and expect it to go swimmingly do you <laughs> no. so let's talk about so they decide that they will have a commune yeah. and they start to get people in what did you think about the introduction of the characters yeah, I liked that. I quite liked the kind of uh, interview setup they had and it, the way it went through quite quickly. And it was nice to sort of get an introduction to each of the characters and like their differences and their quirks and stuff. It was quite funny as well. Mm-hmm. So in that, the whole film was obviously a drama, but that bit was quite funny. Yes. And the tone a bit lighter. Especially when you meet Alon, who, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> who just bursts into tears for no reason. He was brilliant. Who was your favourite out of the commune lot? Um... I think I like the little boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was really sweet, and I love that he was trying to hit on girls by saying <laughs> that he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was playing on the macabre, wasn't he? He was. Uh, that was v- Vilads. Oh, yes. Vilads, is that his name? Uh, played by Sebastian Gonagard Milbrat. Um, so he plays a six-year-old boy, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with a heart condition. And then Alon that you mentioned is uh, Ferez Ferez. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's great. What did you, I wasn't expecting him to cry. No, I thought <laughs> he was like making it up. You know, like yes. when he, he like kind of ran away in tears and I thought, oh, he's going to turn around and be laughing. No, he's quite deadly serious about the tears, wasn't he? He really... And he brings I, it back. <laughs> he was being, it was funny because he's being really annoying. Yeah. And then he's like, I always annoy people. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was very funny. And yeah, I was surprised that they let him into the commune after that, but they obviously found it endearing. There's also a thing about they're trying to um, get people to pay the rent. Oh, yeah. Um, and it doesn't really become about that in the end. No, no one's paying for anything in the end, are they? Most of them don't have any money. And there's a funny yeah. little scene where they're talking about like the beers and like who's been having the beers and not paying for them and uh, holding a beer amnesty. Doesn't go well. Does not go well. About, well, but who who's there and not drinking the beers? That's what I want to know. The kids? Relax. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, Freya looked like she was uh, having a few. Freya, I loved Freya. Freya was yeah. really good. Uh, that's um, Anna and Eric's daughter, uh, played by Martha Sophie Wallstrom Hansen. Very good performance. Yeah, brilliant. Her. How old is she actually, do you know? I'm not sure. She looked very convincing as a 14-year-old girl. I wonder if she is that kind of age. 14 but very intelligent for her oh yeah Yeah. really growing up definitely and um there's one scene in particular uh we're we're gonna say this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer yeah um so eric has an affair Mm -hmm. um and freya is the one that finds them and her performance in that scene i thought was outstanding yeah she was amazing there was a real time in that scene where you just did not know which way it was going to turn with her she was like quite a really long pregnant pause over it and um, yeah her kind of handling of the situation was so remarkably adult yeah I think she ended up being the parent and yes with her actual parents and towards the end especially definitely because there weren't really any parenty figures in the commune yeah. they'd all kind of reverted into a kind of childlike state not really taking responsibility for anything and yeah she was definitely one of the most responsible there and she has her own journey that she goes on mm-hmm. uh, throughout the film that then um, sort of the resolution of that story sort of marks the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that there were lots of uh, kind of circles that happened in this film. So lots of repeating of themes. Um, some of them I can't really talk about at the moment because they're spoilers. But um, like at the beginning, they, uh, her mother and Freya are... T- 
are trying to show that you can still hear noises. Oh, yes. Um, and then later, um, Anna talks about hearing uh, Eric and Emma, the woman he's having an affair with, um, in bed together. Mm-hmm. And sort of that idea that at first she was like, see, it's so good, you can hear. You, you can, can hear everything. Yeah. You're never disconnected in this house. Yeah. And then obviously the longing for disconnection from what's going on for Anna exactly. becomes a big problem. Which I thought was really clever. Mm. And she's like a minor celebrity, Anna, as well, isn't she? Yeah, what did so Anna works um, as a news reporter. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really work out what that added to the film. Yeah, it was an interesting choice, wasn't it? Because at the beginning of the film, you saw her getting asked for an autograph, and then it wasn't really a big, and then it wasn't really a big deal. The rest of the film didn't kind of change anything. But I wondered how much it was about how she could be having like such a public meltdown of her life she had no escape because obviously when things were going wrong she was living in the commune so she didn't have a home as a private space and then obviously her job was public on the television and so her meltdowns were yeah that's what I thought and also I think she was famous for a very long time Mm -hmm. doing the news forecast obviously and then when at the point of the film it's obviously a lot later and she's already starting not to be as popular mm-hmm. and that falls apart along with her marriage at the same uh, yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense as well actually. Kind of, her journey is sort of about fading out of the limelight and out of the favour of, I suppose, her home life and her public life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really consider that but that I think that's a nice way to look yeah. at it. I just couldn't really find how it fitted in. Um, like, because you see her on TV at certain points. And there's a point where she's where Freya uses her mother's voice to comfort her, mm. and then later um, the TV is on with her mum while Freya um, is having sex. Yeah, so, yeah, that was quite, quite interesting. Strange. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of her not being able to escape wherever she went. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Do you think it's that thing of not being able to escape? I suppose it's a big theme in the film. Yeah, the the claustrophobic nature of like human relationships. I suppose. So once they all so they all agree to live together and mm-hmm. they celebrate this by having a big old skinny dip. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favourite parts of the film. It's so great, right? Yeah, really fun. And I kind of wanted to bring that up as well because um, there's obviously a long history of nudity in films mm-hmm. and it was kind of great because this wasn't sexualised nudity at all and it was really like real bodies yeah yeah and just kind of like reckless abandon and fun and it seems so fun it did seem fun didn't it (laughs) do you think we're moving away from that now in film what the kind of use of nudity in a non-sexual way kind of just putting it no no like putting in because there is kind of a thing of just say putting a naked girl to sell the film yeah yeah you think we're moving... You're asking me if we're moving away from putting in naked girls to... Yeah. Well, I really hope we are. <laughs> um, whether or not... I mean, I guess, I think so. I don't think I don't think that, you know, that can keep going on in the kind of more aware and politicised world that we're living in with, like, social media, people commenting and saying that it's not OK all the time. Um, there was a, a film that came out last year called Dirty Grandpa, I think it was, with... Yeah, and basically the poster image of that was just a girl's bum bent over with the two main guys on it. It was so awful, and they got so much sort of, like, um, 
backlash from it on the internet and I hope that that means that this kind of thing is stopping and we are just experiencing and expressing people in their more natural forms and not sexualizing them in a naked way definitely because I I was I don't think the answer is just not to have nudity no not at all obviously but I really liked how this film did it Mm -hmm. and there was nudity from quite early on actually between Anna and Eric yeah they have quite a realistic sex scene yeah um and I, that's again another reason why I thought they were quite strong as a mm-hmm. couple because they were still intimate with each other. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I could sense that, but I did still get a foreboding kind of from them that there was something that wasn't quite right. Yeah, that that kind of horror movie thing. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Definitely, I definitely got that as well. Um, but I wasn't sure what, what was going to happen. So let's talk about the introduction of Emma, mm-hmm. which is the much younger girl that Eric has an affair with. And looks scarily like Anna. Okay, so when it first came up, I thought it was a flashback. Yeah. She was so similar looking, wasn't she? I thought it was how they met. Oh, interesting. And then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a new girl and he's still <laughs> just as old. <laughs> What did you think about that scene? I thought it moved really quickly. I can't, I wasn't entirely sure what was going on because he'd previously been having a go at, um, at another student. Because he's kind of on the brink all the time, isn't he, of some kind of, like, collapse. So he's a man that faints when he's angry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that. That's he really funny. He gets so angry that he faints. Also, don't you think he gets angry for no reason a lot he of the time? He gets ridiculously angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he gets really angry at this student. And- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And then Emma comes along to his office to talk about it. I I didn't really understand why she came along. She obviously fancied him. Not no, sure why. She wants why. to talk about her project. Her project, right? Okay. And then oh, she. So she says. Oh, so she says. And then he kind of is like, "Oh, well, we can go and talk about it over dinner." And she's like, "Well, how about a cigarette?" And it just moves so quickly. And she was like, "Kiss me." <laughs> I was like, "Where did this come from?" Did you find him a bit creepy in that scene? I found him a little bit creepy the whole way through the film, if I'm honest. Also, what did you think of his complaint that he has to just deal with all these woman problems? Oh, what well, when she goes and is like, "Your wife needs help from yeah, me. You need so to talk when, to her." When the affair is taking its course and it's. Um, having an impact on Anna mm-hmm. he gets really angry and he says oh I'm, just, I'm busy <laughs> <laughs> I have to deal with all these woman problems I suppose it was the 70s wasn't it but I don't know I didn't I didn't have a lot of sympathy for Eric throughout the no, whole film no. I just thought he was kind of ruining everyone's lives like everyone's having a nice time in the commune Eric starts shouting they're living a happy family life Eric has an affair <laughs> and then it just kind of and it seemed like he didn't care about his wife 
or his mistress at all. Yeah, not really. He was so cold towards Anna when he brought um, Emma in. Mm-hmm. And um, Emma seemed to care more about Anna than he did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think poor Emma kind of got stuck in the middle of it. She was, I mean, I know she initiated the affair, but she was 24 and she was trying her best, I suppose, to be an adult in the situation. But I think no one was really to blame for this situation. Yeah. What you think? Would you agree? Well, you think that was going to kind of happen anyway? Well, I don't think the film takes a point of view where it's someone's fault. No. I mean, and Anna's actually very accepting of the fact that, you know, I'm not I'm not blind, obviously, this is what you want, and I can't, I'm not fulfilling that for you anymore. And she's quite accepting of it. But also, um, Anna is the one that comes up with the idea of a commune. Yep. Eric doesn't want to go in a commune. That's true. So she wanted other people in their relationship as well, because yeah. she was bored of being just... Yeah, it's true. Uh, that is that is actually a really good point. I hadn't really thought of it like that because I've been I've been blaming Eric in my head a lot for this. Uh, but it's true. She did say that she was bored and that she didn't have any conversation left with him anymore. I don't think it's necessarily Eric's fault. No, I don't really More think it's anyone's fault. Me. I think it's just something that happens. Mm. Yeah, because I don't think she expected that he would go off with someone else either, um, but with the commune and everything. Um, so yeah, it's probably. Mm. But I think in the commune, I well, that was the thing, isn't it? You put a group of adults in a house together and you're, like, definitely waiting for something to happen, like, sexual tension-wise. You know, that's the classic story, isn't it? That there's, or They're always going to start having affairs, and that's exactly what I was expecting. But it was quite interesting that the problems with that didn't actually come from inside the commune at all. It came from outside and was yeah. brought into it. It's interesting that, to kind of flip that on its head a bit. But also, Anna... Uh, does, there's a key scene where Anna's not listening to Eric. He's trying to talk about their project, and oh, she's yeah. just flirty. She's been quite flirty with all the people, mm-hmm. and she's really enjoying their new company. Um, and I didn't know if there was um, some kind of thing about youth for her, because mm. she said, "Oh, I don't want to be with you, old man." <laughs> like, <laughs> as a joke, she was like, "We should be living in interesting times." And I suppose the film analyzes the extent to interesting times Mm -hmm. and how much you can cope with. Mm. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I wonder, because obviously we're saying the 70s was like a time when, or the 60s, 70s, when communes are happening now, and this was obviously a film made now, but in the past, what what would happen if we had a commune now? How different would it be, or if this film was set in present day? That's a really good point. I hadn't really thought about it. I wonder the how much technology would have an yeah. impact on it. Because they do a lot of sitting around the, to- the and talking, and talking. And obviously we're notoriously bad for that now with our phones. <laughs> quite isolated yeah. still. It's interesting, isn't it? There was a period of time where they everyone thought, oh, this will be the new way of living. We're all going to live together and bandy together. And actually what we've done is kind of separate off even more into yeah. our own kind of personal worlds rather than, yeah. I Would you live in a commune? I would. Yeah, I reckon I would. Would you, Danny? I'm not sure. I haven't thought about it. It depends with whom, I suppose. I don't know if Judy I would. Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Stuart, Stuart Little. Little. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it was with people I know, probably. But I mean, uni is a bit like living in a commune. Yeah. It is a little bit. You get put in a group of uh, like with a group of people in houses of, that you've never met before. But I feel like commune is even bigger than that, isn't it? You've got to have like ten to make it a commune. Yeah, and when it comes to kind of raising children, there's yeah. no real 
parent. It's just they are raised by the company. by the group. Yeah, Which is, I think a cool idea. I'm I'm into it, Helen. So if you can track a commune down <laughs> <laughs> and Dench and Judy Dench. Dench, yeah, I'm not moving anywhere without Judy Dench. Okay, I'll do I'll do my best. <laughs> Thank you. Let me know next week. Um, so, okay. <laughs> uh, so Peter Bradshaw in The Guardian uh, kind of talked about this idea that the film raises the question of whether Anna is allowed ownership of her feelings when everything in the house becomes shared. Ooh. Um, and is she allowed ownership of her husband uh, or not? Mm. And she kind of comes to the conclusion that because she allows Emma, the new woman that Eric is having an affair mm-hmm. with, to move into the commune. Yeah. Because she feels like that's fair. What do you think about that? Well, she's a lot nicer than me. I don't think I would have been letting Emma move into the commune. But, and also actually, the people in the commune didn't really want Emma to move in. There was like a, a real contention. What's, the, I can't remember uh, the little boy's mum's name. Stefan and... Diet. Dieter. Yes, yes. That's D-I-T-T-E. Yes, yes. Um, she was like, oh, I can't let her move in. I can't see this. Like, I can't see this happening to you, Anna. You're breaking down. And But the, she kind of says, I want her to move in here for the good of everyone else, for no one should be excluded from living here. So she kind of puts it on herself, doesn't she? Yeah, I think she, she, was, she was trying to not get her marriage ruined, I think. Because mm-hmm. she... Th- probably was thinking that oh if I let her be here at least I'm not going to lose him I'll just share yeah. him let it run its course yeah. and I'll still be there yeah do you think she felt like she had to do that because it was her idea to come up with a commune the was pressure of it yeah more in love with the idea of a commune what then with her husband yeah. I think probably for a while she was and then it's that typical thing is you don't know what you've got until it's taken away from you and I think she did well she quite evidently didn't cope well at all with the loss of her husband to another woman so she has quite a big breakdown within the film yeah well huge breakdown I felt for her a lot actually during during that because you know if something like that happens to you the last thing you want is an audience for it and she doesn't get any private grieving time and also it's right in her face the whole time yeah and and I don't think she gets a huge amount of sympathy her main support is Freya her daughter Mm. who is really strong she is the whole way through and it's Freya who suggests that her mum actually moves out and she says, I think you can do this. You've got to get away from this situation, yeah. yeah. It was quite heartbreaking, though, to have to tell your mother to... To leave, out, yeah. yeah. And it was quite interesting as well that Freya didn't say, oh, I'll, I'll go with you. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I thought she would. Yeah. But Freya likes the commune. Yeah, yeah Freya loved it. Um, we're going to move on more to spoiler territory now. Although um, Peter Bradshaw was saying that the film sounds like a basis for a commercial and easygoing Hollywood remake. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Can you imagine that? I don't think it would be as good a film, but I I could see it happening. Like like the trailer, it would be you don't know what you've got till it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) And then it would have some tagline like, if nine is company, then three is a crowd. Right? That's a really clever tagline. I mean, it would be awful. <laughs> I'd still probably so watch it. Bad. So I'm so glad this film was made in the way that it was made. Yeah. Because you could ruin this plot. Yeah, so most definitely. Much. You can make it so cheesy, can you? Um, I want to talk about Villads, mm-hmm. who is the little boy who has a heart condition. Mm-hmm. And it, he's introduced at the beginning of saying, I'm going to die when I'm nine. Yeah, that's his favourite line, isn't it? He says it all the time. 
and he says it's to try and get girls who are much older than him. <laughs> he even tries it on with Emma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think just about his opener is you want to, oh, can I say it? Oh, I can't say the word. He, he asks if he they want to sleep her. together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the word he uses is really good. I probably can't say it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a moment at Christmas time. Uh-huh. They're all having a big party. And all. then his heart goes. And it's touch and go at that point. What did you think of that moment? And yeah. what did you think was going to happen? Well, I definitely thought that might have been it for him. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It was, kind of- it, it, was it was like kind of the typical thing where you thought oh this is going to happen now because everyone's so jubilant everyone's so happy and nothing had really gone wrong at Christmas point had it everyone was still really happy living together the cracks hadn't started to show and I thought oh this is it this is the turning point and this is what's going to happen with this film is that how do they cope with the loss of this child within this community but obviously that's not what happens and I think that was quite an interesting thing to do so you get the big moment of relief mm-hmm. and then and then everything else in the commune comes crashing down. Yeah. And then, are we in spoiler territory yeah. now? Oh, oh, good, sorry, yeah. I didn't realise we were that. <laughs> well, then, obviously, right near the end of the film, we have a kind of similar scene with uh, another like musical score. We've got Goodbye Yellow Brick Road playing, and everyone's kind of uniting again after having... Uh, Anna's some, moved out. Anna's moved out. Things having, are slowly returning to normal. Yeah, and then... It all goes wrong again. And, yeah, the lad's heart goes... And he's gone. And he's gone. And I actually really thought, oh, he'll be okay again. Because mm. also he keeps saying he's going to die when he's nine, not when he's six. And then, yeah, it's really, really sad. The second time I thought he was going to die. Oh, did you? Yeah, cause, because, as you said, everything goes back to normal. Mm. I'm like, no. Nah, Can't say like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> and well, there's a really key scene where they um, scatter his ashes oh, in yeah. the yeah. on the same... Um, place where they skinny dipped in the beginning which is what I was talking about that cyclical nature Mm -hmm. and also so there is another point that I know that you were thinking that it's called the commune but it's not really about a commune I did sometimes feel like the more interesting film for me would have been to have looked more at the the commune characters and not had them as such background supporting roles and had them more in the forefront so I felt they were quite like typecast you know you had uh the woman who slept around a bit you had um you know someone who was a real lefty and but and then the parents who were kind of raising a smaller child but you didn't really get to know any of them and I think for a film called The Commune I would have liked to have got to know them more I think that's a valid point yeah do you think it should have just had a different title well I don't I don't know well potentially yes because I think you know if you call a film The Commune you expect it to be about a commune not about someone's relationship going wrong that happens so happens to be in a commune which is kind of what I felt it was a little but that might be me being unfair I don't know what you guys thought about that well I have a theory that mm-hmm. the characters around the table represent the different elements of love Ooh. or the different sides of love so you have lust you have emotional like upset crying all the time mm-hmm. uh, Ole is drunk all the time and sort of burn stuff yeah. So that kind of destruction element. Um, and then, obviously, the lads. Mm-hmm. I think he's really important because he has a heart problem. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, that's very clever. I don't know yeah. how that passed me no, by. But, like, <laughs> I think that's kind of key to the film. Yeah. And when Freya comes with her new... So she's got a boyfriend. Yeah. And everything has gone full circle. 
his heart literally gives up. Oh yeah, big metaphor there that just oh I think it is quite metaphorical. <laughs> yeah, and when you look at films that analyse the breakdown of the relationship, so we've got something like Blue Valentine, which mm-hmm. is so claustrophobic, yeah, with Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling, that it's just about those two people and uh-huh. two different elements of time. But then you've got things like the one I love uh, with Elizabeth Moss that kind of looks at um, a relationship breaking down and that uses other characters as well, albeit kind of a mirror Mm -hmm. image of them. And I think that this is actually about a relationship breaking down, but with other characters who add to a sense of claustrophobia Uh and a sense of no privacy, but also I think are there for a kind of metaphorical reason. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. Actually, it's really interesting to think about and it makes me more sympathetic to my my (laughs) commune woes. But yeah, no, I really liked it. I really think that's a great idea. I'm not sure the film 100% pulls it off. Mm Mm-hmm. I also didn't know if there's some sort of seven deadly sins thing going on because there's like seven of them, but I think that's looking into it too much. But, um, and I wish I kind of could have made it, it could have been more sci fi to me. Okay. In terms of, or just more surreal, in terms of the people in the commune just turn up and it's never really explained why. Explained why. I would have quite liked that element to it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's the film that he was trying to make. Yeah. But I I don't know, I, I liked it for that. I think that's really interesting. I think it needs another watch, definitely. Because uh, there's a lot to unpack within it. And I think uh, a second watch should really help me out, I think, to kind of understand all that was going on within the di- different dynamics. Definitely. Um, another standout scene that I just very quickly want to mention, we're just about to wrap up, is when Anna is just about to go on air and oh, yeah. there's a countdown and the whole relationship is just overwhelming her so much Mm -hmm. and that was very very strong performance from her yeah she was brilliant i thought her performance throughout the whole film was incredible she was was a standout for me yeah any final points before we wrap up guys just that I think it's a great film it's great to watch a foreign language film I think some people do shy away from it sometimes but this story is you know it's a brilliant story to get your teeth into and you should check it out on Curzon Home Cinema Definitely. Also, don't shy away from foreign language Yeah, films, please don't. Because it's actually really easy to watch. Mm-hmm. And I get it that when I look back on it, I remember it in English. Yeah, it's true, like, actually. I remember it as though they said yeah, yeah. those words. All right, so we're going to wrap up now. Um, I'd like to thank CSR for letting us use their studio. And The Commune is on Curzon Home Cinema, as well as other Winterberg films. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And from me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.